You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this special edition of LFL Talk. We have reached the halfway point in the season now and it got me thinking, what better time than this to catch up with a rock star? With that said, ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming back the league MVP, Heather Rockstar. How are you, Heather? Hi guys, I'm great, thanks. Thank you very much for coming back on the show. Of course, it was my pleasure last time and I... Couldn't wait to do it again. Excellent. Thank you. So, as I say, we're at that halfway point in the season now and uh, Chicago Bliss have, have played two games. So let's start things off by talking about that, that first game of the season for you against LA Temptation um, and, of course, the unveiling of the Champions banner. So how was that for you? That was such an unforgettable night. First, you know, the like you said, the unveiling of the banner was amazing. I mean, the fact that we were able to take it from L.A., and, you know, dethrone them, if you will, for them being the three-time defending champs. Um, we took the first ever Legends Cup. So that was, you know, the first year that from Lingerie Football League, it had become the Legends Football League, which was huge. And then to come out at, at our home field and to beat L.A. yet again just proved um, that, you know, all the skepticism that we weren't as good as everyone thought we were last year. Um, it just proved everyone wrong. And that it's not a fluke that we won and, you know, that we're still out and ready to win another championship. Yeah, and I think you guys had a, a really big signing and it wasn't until the LA game that I noticed the difference you made. But I thought Halle Jushkara, your new centre, had a fantastic game and pretty much kept uh, Mo Gaxiola quiet for most of that game. Oh, yeah. She kept her quiet and on the ground for most of that game. It and, was awesome. Yeah. And um, with that in mind, actually, so how has that been having a new center? Has there been much you've had to change in training or because she's an experienced center? Is there really minimal transition there? You know, it really was shocking how minimal the transition was because Hallie is so talented. I mean, she's just a beast of an athlete. She, you know, was the center for Annie Erler last year. So, you know, she was also with an experienced quarterback, her coming in, you know, last season, uh, being a rookie and all. So one year under her belt, she is a tough cookie and we really just kind of mesh. Excellent. And thinking of the on the line front as well, you also have the addition now of Shari Onley uh, from Australia to your defensive line. So how is she fitted in with the rest of the team? Oh man, she's amazing. I mean, that girl is one big muscle. She is... Uh, Nothing short of, I mean, I, I've even looked her up in Australia. She's an Australian gladiator named Amazon. That's Check right, yeah. Out. She is a beast. She's amazing. She's so strong, so smart. And, you know, she's so dedicated to the sport of football and learning as much as she can. And so obviously deserved her place in the Australia all-fantasy lineup that just got recently announced. Yes, absolutely. Except, you know, I guess I'm a little shocked that she didn't play both sides of the ball in Australia after watching most of it. So she only got all fantasy on one side of the ball. But, I mean, she she could play any position if you asked her to. Excellent. And and just finishing off, actually, on that, she recently injured her knee when we do come on to game two. Do you have any insight for us? I mean, do we know how long roughly she may be out or is she? <sighs> Man, um, I do know the news. I am not... At liberty to I, say. I cannot share it only because she hasn't. So I would never want to do that to Shari. She uh, she will announce what's going on, you know, as soon as she can or as soon as she's ready to. Oh, that's completely fair enough. And as you say, got the victory against LA again this year. So quite good to get back to back wins against them, no doubt. Yes. Excellent. So uh, we'll come on now to uh, the second game 
uh, against Seattle, uh, played just over a week and a half ago now. How did you find that game? It looked from from watching it, it looked pretty tough for you guys. Man, uh, I don't know what it was. It was something in the air, but we just couldn't hold on to the ball. You know, our both wide receivers combined for three of our fumbles, and which directly led to three scores for Seattle. So five turnovers in the game, one interception thrown by me, which you know is no excuse. I was scrambling and should have just thrown the ball away. But that game. You know, it was kind of a gut check for us. You know, we came out super confident against L.A., beat them. We knew that was going to be a tough game and might have taken Seattle lightly in the second half. You know, the first half we came out guns blazing, and we thought we had it won easy. So, you know, it really was a gut check for a freshman, or I mean not freshman, a rookie, and some of our returners and seasoned vets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Seattle, like you say, the turnovers kind of um, seem to, well, get them right back in the game. And uh, I was just thinking that, obviously, going into the game, you'd want to have won that game and start the season 2-0. But how the game played out, would you take the fact that you're one win and one tie? Yeah, I think that we're lucky we were able to uh, to drive the field and, and hold them, hold them on defense. They had a chance to score multiple times very close to the end zone. So we made a few huge defensive stops. And we're lucky to have tied. I mean, that second half was such a poor performance and was just terrible ball play. Yeah, so how would you deal with that as a, as a team? Do you go back and do you watch a lot of that footage and say, this is where we need to learn from what we did against Seattle? Or do you kind of say, right, we know what we did wrong, so let's leave it there and then just focus fully on uh, the next game, which I believe is against Vegas? Yeah, I think you can only worry about what happened or what went wrong for so long. It wasn't a breakdown of our offense completely. It was carelessness of the football. So there's not really much you can do by watching film saying, oh, that's where your hand slipped off the football or that's, you know, you just have to work on those those little things that created such big errors. It's holding on to the football, securing the ball, you know, just being confident in what you're doing. Yeah, and actually the confidence does bring me on nicely to, um, I guess we'd call her your number one receiver, Ali Alberts. Um, just wanted to speak to you briefly about her because uh, for me, and I'm sure I know Marcus as well, this year we've noticed a massive improvement and a change in her attitude, more confident, seems to be more aggressive, particularly on defence. And is she gunning for your job at quarterback with those couple of throws she had? <laughs> um, she has a great arm. She played softball and volleyball and she's one hell of an athlete. So, you know, this year Allie shining a little bit more is so awesome to see. You know, she was just as talented last year, but you know, I think sometimes people saw her for her talent, but there wasn't as much to highlight it. Like she didn't have as many receptions. She didn't have as big a plays. Everyone just knew her for getting knocked out by Ashley Salerno. Which is a little bit harsh because she did have some great plays at receiver, to be fair. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, something's just kind of overshadowed her true talent. And I think she's really, really stepping up this year and just proving herself once again, how great of an athlete she is and um, an amazing football player. Excellent. Now, uh, I'm going to bring in Marcus here because I'm sure you have a, a question or two for, for Heather, don't you, sir? Yes, I do. For me, uh, the first one is what I want to look at is we, we mentioned a little bit about there's a lot more this this year seems to be a lot more imports like from Canada or like for you, you guys yourself, you've got uh, Shari. Mm-hmm. So what I was saying is, you know, how have you found the like imports playing against yourself this year? Have you found that the level is high from them coming on to the other uh, your, your league the American League 
Yeah, uh, definitely. They've been great athletes that have come to play in the U.S. League. And if I could rewind for a little bit, they... um, there was actually four U.S. imports on each of the Canadian teams the first year there was U.S.-Canada, or, or just the Canadian LFL. So, you know, Canada kind of got used to some of the U.S. players. And uh, so Marianne Hansen, who was the starting quarterback for Seattle this game, did actually play against Seattle in the Pacific Cup and is very close in proximity to Seattle, so it's not that far of a drive for her to, you know, become an import player. But for Shari, I mean, Shari is, like I said, one of the greatest athletes I've ever met. So adding her to our team and to our roster was just such a huge, a huge thing for us. We needed her and, uh, you know, she's she's helped us out tremendously thus far. Now, you, you mentioned the actual, the, the imports going over to Canada. You were one, one of them yourselves. You got to, I, I guess, go across the border. Yeah. Uh, would you ever consider uh, doing another sort of season like in um, a foreign league, either going to Australia or if Europe ever gets set up coming over, crossing the pond? I would love to. Absolutely. I mean, I've never, I've never crossed the pond. Come get me on a boat. I don't care. Bring me over there. I'll play football. <laughs> Excellent. So we can sign you up to our flag team then, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so with the um, imports done now, the other thing that's kind of caught our eye this year is, again, the, the rookies, as well as the foreign imports, seem to have raised their game from, from the rookies we had in last year. So uh, particularly, we seem to have seen an influx of rookie quarterbacks in uh, Cindy Cummings and Dakota Hughes in, in Atlanta. So um, have you had a chance to see much of them at all? And what are your thoughts? No, you know, when it comes to rookie quarterbacks, I only scout them when I need to, because honestly, what am I going to learn from them? nothing. So only as a defensive player am I going to scout new rookie quarterbacks like the Las Vegas and QB. Um, Dakota from Atlanta, you know, I heard she had a great game and a great throw. I, I'm not going to worry about Atlanta until we play them in the conference, you know, we'd play them in the championship game if at all. So, you know, I do appreciate and give all the props in the world to to the athletes and the rookies and especially at the quarterback position because it's so difficult and there's so much on your shoulders with every offensive play. But, you know, I don't I don't watch too closely at what they're doing. Okay, and how about the rookies in Chicago there? Because obviously from the national tryouts last year, I think you probably had a, a few come into the squad, maybe not make the starting, um, the starting team yet, but uh, how are they coming along? Uh, very well. Actually, we do have two rookie, two rookies on defense and one at receiver position. Again, it's, you know, it's so hard to come into this league, never playing football before, learning everything. We had a much shorter off season before this year than we did the following year because of the whole switch of when we were playing our game. So these rookies had to get acclimated very quickly and they got a lot thrown at them. So I think they're still adjusting. I think the nerves are gone from what a game brings to the table, but you know, their skills are still not very, you know, as solid as they need to be. But they, you know, hope, gratefully, or, you know, they still have a couple of months to, to fine tune all that. Excellent. So would you think that obviously we had one national tryout day last year, would it be beneficial to have, maybe have more than one national tryout day? Or is there? Uh, I mean, I think we did get uh, a lot of talent from that tryout. And we are constantly recruiting and bringing girls to practice. So we don't need 
a, you know, a nationwide tryout for girls to come to the Bliss, especially with everyone knowing that we won the championship and kind of Coach Hack, he always says ABR, always be recruiting. If we are out somewhere, he is talking to an athletic girl, asking if she wants to play football. So, you know, we don't necessarily need need more tryouts. We just, some of the rookies just need more time. That's right. And I'm glad you actually brought up Coach Hack because he is very impressive. Just um, just watching him, obviously, as, as we are from, from TV rather than getting to, uh, to work with him. Obviously, very emotional, um, very smart knows his football and I actually saw an interview on uh, Psycho Babble with him where I think he raised an excellent point because with the Legends League I know the uniform sometimes gets obviously a few negative comments but the point was raised about the hockey helmets and he actually raised a valid point and said because you're not necessarily wearing the full helmets that girls aren't going into tackle and leading with the helmets so in that respect there's obviously less head injuries which can only be a good thing. So Hack said, I'm sorry I didn't see the interview with Hack, Hack said that since there's hockey helmets, girls are leading with their head. And oh, no, he said they're not leading with their head, so it leads to less head injuries, whereas in the NFL, because of the advancement of the technology in the helmets, there's obviously a lot more players that have a bit less disregard for their bodies lead with the helmets rather than trying to tackle properly like you do in the LFL. Right. You know, that is very true. And I think it's just that we've we've never been taught to lead with our heads. I mean, I can't even say that we're worried about getting head injuries because if we were we wouldn't be playing football in the first place but you know it's it is what it is and we play as hard as as hard as we can and as hard as we know how so the head injuries will come regardless of I think our headgear or even any type of gear that we wear. Excellent now I'm uh, going to throw it back over to uh, my awesome co-host Marcus because I'm sure he's not done with his questions yet if that's okay with yourself Heather. Uh, you've led me perfectly in there once you're, you're mentioning coaches here and what I wanted to actually interject was as, as the league is progressing and it's evolving where do you see the involvement next in the coaching do you see the, the next involvement being the evolution of maybe a female coach being put in that and uh, a sort of a two-part question say a few years down the line when you're done uh, playing would that be something you'd be interested in going to so to answer the first part um as an evolution of the coaching process i think that naturally men because they've played football so much longer in their lives and and have longer football careers are just naturally drawn to coach it themselves and are better at it. There was actually a female coach in Toronto, I believe, two years ago. But that was a winless season for that Canadian team. So she no longer coaches. Um, therefore, looking forward, I've actually definitely thrown around the question of what would I do if I couldn't play anymore? And I do love football a lot. So, <laughs> you know, that's always a possibility. Who knows? That's all I'm going to say. Who knows what could happen? In oh, the you're world as bad as Adri. <laughs> bad as Adri, not uh, hedging on your bets there, I see. <laughs> Picking up bad habits. Who, me? Yeah, Adri's, Adri's teaching you bad habits. That's clearly what it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any bad habits, honest. Right. No, none of us do. <laughs> no, exactly. We're all perfect. So, Heather, thank you very much for coming back on the Bullhawks Nest. It's been an absolute pleasure having you back. It's been so awesome to talk to you guys. You know, Audrey, Marcus, I love talking to you, and I'm so happy you guys are such huge fans and follow so closely me and the whole league. Absolutely. Well, we wouldn't have it any other way. Thanks, guys.